Welcome to the T&D podcast brought to you by TomTom. We think you're trucking awesome. You deserve a trucking awesome app. That's why today we're excited to talk about the ultimate trucking companion, TomTom Go Navigation. With premium features designed to make every delivery a breeze, Go Navigation ensures you reach your destination efficiently and stress-free. Hello and welcome back to the Trucking Driver podcast. I'm delighted to have back on our globetrotting correspondent. He's been away for a while. We haven't spoken to him since last August. Welcome back. Thank you very much, Dougie. It's Paul O'Callaghan here, in case anybody was wondering who it is. <laughs> yes, I mean, you've been all over the place. I've just been having a look through all the pictures, well, a small amount of the pictures that you've taken on your adventures because you were back for a couple of shows towards the end of the, the season last year and then you went away back to Australia to work again and then you've been on a variety of adventures uh, pretty much all of them truck related so I'll let you tell everybody where, you, where you've been and what you've been up to uh, during this time because we've got some incredible stuff to, to go in the magazine and to talk about here uh, the variety of trucks and places and a lot of things that people will never have seen before yeah, nor, nor I either. Just to take it back to the start, Dougie, then last time I was on with you was in August. And that must have been early in the month because later in August, I actually flew back from Australia back home to Ireland and uh, just came home for three weeks. Work went really quiet out there. It's just a kind of seasonal thing. It, 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 it always kind of takes a bit of a dip that time of year. So seeing as that we had a bit of a, a window, I came back and did a couple of shows, did a show here in Ireland, the Duala Truck Show, and then the Gaiden Truck Show over in Warwickshire, which um reported on for the magazine and um, had a great time at both of those shows and then went back to Australia. And of course, once I had had my little break back home in Ireland when you know, the weather was really nice and got to do those shows and meet everybody, um, I, I was quite happy then just to stay until until the very end. So, you know, I ended up back there in the, probably early September and um, it's just such a kind of a volatile uh, industry, you know. It's, you don't know if it's going to be busy, if it's not, if it's going to rain, or what, what's going to happen, you know. Especially as you as you're coming into the later months, the, the back end of the year is the yeah. So this is doing cattle. This is cattle hauling in the northwest. Yeah, exactly. Australia. That's 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 what it is. Yeah. So I'd say, look, maybe you know, it's probably ninety ninety five percent cattle, and then um, we do we've probably got about fourteen fourteen. Uh, trucks in the yard you know full full sets of triples and then there's um there's three sets of drop decks as well you know just for for carrying hay so we do we do a bit of hay as well so every now and then you get a bit of a break and, and you get to go on to um carry some big square bales of hay and which is uh, which can be a nice change as well you just have to do a little bit of a little bit of strapping down and and um practice your your uh strap throwing skills in order to get the Get the straps over the over the bales, but no, it's 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 mostly mostly cattle, Dougie. Yeah, that's correct. So, um, basically, what happened out there this this season was, um, it uh, we we didn't have any didn't have any rain. You know, your your traditional wet season should go from probably any time from October. You know, the what they call the build up. You know, it starts to get really hot and humid, and um, you know, you could have rain any time then from October up to April. Um. So I stayed right and right up until the end of uh, December, and we hadn't really had any rain at all. 
were talking about for, for all of December. Actually, I don't think there was any rain at all in certain parts. So um, that was that was a kind of big contrast to last year when it was there was record rainfall levels and it rained right up until April. So um, that was it. I, I stayed there and uh, I like I committed to I will go back and do do a, do another season. But um, I'm how can I have a little bit of a grace period now because of because of the fact that we would say we had would have had drivers probably started to head away in, in October, um, November, but then the, you know work kept coming in. So there was a few few drivers stayed there and it's a bit of a balancing act, you know, just to have have the right number of drivers for the amount of work that's there. So um, it, I, of course, I was delighted seeing as I'd, uh, I'd spent all that money on flights coming back in in, uh, in August and, and December just, just to stay there. And I mean, there was nothing really to kind of draw me back home here in, in the middle of wintertime. So I stayed there, Dougie, right up until the very end. And then... Um, I went off to New Zealand there just on, um, I think just the day before or the day after Stephen's day, Boxing Day, something along those lines. Yeah. And, and I had a had a month in, in New Zealand. So, of course, yeah, that was... Did you have a plan? Did you have a plan for New Zealand? Or was it just go out there and see what you could find? Well, I had a sort of a plan, yeah. So the plan was, um, I, I flew into... Uh, so basically, I was just, just in the South Island this time. The, the last, the first time I went was... South Island. Next time I did both islands, and then this time it was just just the South Island. Um, I suppose I know kind of more more of the guys I know are down in the in the South Island, and um, I don't know. You might remember Craig McCauley, who actually he was on the podcast before. I think I stood in for you there. It was I don't know how long ago that was. Maybe a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. So Craig actually had done it. Craig is similar enough set up to myself. He's truck driving and and he writes for New Zealand Trucking Magazine as well. He has the bug as well. So. Craig actually was over in Australia. He did a big tour around the north of Australia with a couple of other guys, just same thing as, as we do, going over, looking and taking pictures of trucks in different countries. So uh, he said to me that he had a car and any time I was ready to come over, there was a car there and I could just use it and, and head away. So that's exactly what I did. Dougie um, went over. So I flew into I flew into Auckland, which is North Island, and then I was getting a connected flight down to. So there are quite a lot of small uh, or, you know, internal flights in, in New Zealand because, you know, it's quite a long country when you take mm. in the two islands into account. But anyway, this, this connected flight was only supposed to be an hour or something from Auckland down, which is the North Island, down into the South Island. And um, even though it was their summertime, it, flight was cancelled due to bad weather. So I was going to have like a two day wait. I think they must have got some, uh, there was like hailstorms and that kind of thing. So, um, what I ended up doing was uh, the Craig and Dave McCoy, who who's the editor of the New Zealand Trucker Magazine, they were planning on, on heading right down to the bottom bottom of the South Island to photograph some trucks for their own uh, magazine. So it meant that I wasn't going to get down to meet them in time. And they said, right, just head for, fly into Christchurch and, and we'll pick you up on the way down. So that's what I did. Went down there and uh, headed off with the guys. And, um, you know, it's kind of, amazing to see how far they will travel to photograph a truck or a couple of trucks you know it was um i think we went down there we did a scania i didn't send you any pictures of that anyway but there was a scania a red scania 650 uh an r650 rigid and drag cattle truck and brand new kenworth cattle truck as well I hadn't even done a load so did all the, the photographs for those and um craig will probably be laughing now when i tell this story but it was we probably had a few beers you know this is the kind of kiwi way of doing things you stand around and have a few beers afterwards and Seven o'clock in the evening, the boys decided that uh, they'd head back up for um, you know the Machueca, which is up near the it's up the top of the, the South Island. And then um, I just had a little look at my phone, and it was like nine hundred kilometers. And this is like seven o'clock in the evening. Mm-hmm. 
So that was a bit of a bit of a night chunt there. Yeah, I think we got back at five in the morning, and um, <laughs> from from there, then um, Craig gave me his car, and uh, and I just basically he he more or less did out an itinerary for me. He says, right, who do you? What do you want to go and see? What do you, who do you want to uh, meet? I've, I know this guy, I know this guy, and this guy, and this guy's got this truck, or that guy's that has that truck, and you can head off, and they'll uh, boys will take you around for a day. So that's that's what I did. I just rather than going, I don't really go and see too many tourist sites. Um, I just go and meet guys who have trucks and go off for uh, days out with them and sit in the passenger seat and, and take pictures and ask questions. So <laughs> that's what I did for most of the. Most of it. Yeah, it, it's got to be one of the best ways to go and see a lot of the country because not only are you travelling up and down all these roads and going to all these different places, but you have the elevated view in a truck that you would not otherwise exactly. have if you were in a car or another that's vehicle. It, yeah. So it's the best. It's the best way to go and to go and do things. So that's really good. He was able to yeah. set you up with oh, a variety he, of people to go, he, he was, to go and speak to and see. Because uh, New Zealand's such a fascinating, fascinating country when it comes to trucks. Because I mean, like Australia, they've got that mix of Japanese, sort of Asian, European, and American stuff as well. Exactly. Um, so what's the scene? What's the scene like out there these days? Because I mean, it wasn't that they, they do still operate some older trucks, but it looks like there's a lot of European stuff coming online there. Uh, as well, it looks like Scania's seem to be especially popular. You're dead right, yeah. Scania are actually the the have the largest market share at the moment, and I've asked a few guys about this why you know, why that is so. So price, they seem to be um, coming in competitively priced, which is kind of nearly the opposite. The opposite, the way that, yeah, <laughs> Scania yeah. is competitively um, priced, and <laughs> a, probably an even bigger one then is this uh, scan plan they have, which is you know your full maintenance contract and everything is covered from you know right down to your wiper blades so they've been offering the most competitive contract there of anybody uh, mm. so that's i think that they're, they're the two main reasons um i think they're the cost of their scan plan is probably going up a little bit so that might that might even things out but that's that's it and you know, maybe to, you know traditionally um there would have been an awful lot of japanese trucks there dougie a lot of guys are just you know driving and still there are some guys driving um uh, you know isuzu i guess some of it might be the lighter end of the market now like uh, you've got isuzu's and nissan's kind of smaller yeah. trucks rather than the sort of full weight but, but there are still i mean they, they, they were you know competing all along at, at that heavy weight but it's just trying to get the guys to get in and you know if you can you know be given a brand new Scania 620 or a Volvo FH16, you know, 600 or 700 versus, <clears throat> excuse me, like an Isuzu 530, something along those lines. I mean, it, it seems to be more so really only the yeah. older guys that are just there and and, and it's and it's mm. a tool to do the job. What's the driver's situation like? Because I was in Sweden um, last week and I met the guys from Prime Mover magazine in Australia and they said there was a big demand for drivers or desperate to get drivers over in Australia. A lot of it's to do with delivering groceries from city to city. A lot of the more mundane stuff, I would perhaps say, but it is long distance. Cause, but what's it like in New Zealand in terms of drivers and, and things? Are they kind of older driving population, struggling to get guys, that sort of thing? Um, yeah, I think there is a, a bit of a shortage there as well. Uh, how So, I, you know, I, I spend all of my time down in the, the South Island, and I think the... Um, 76% of the New Zealand population lives in the north, you know, so what I would have been seeing down there might have been a fair representation of, 
what the overall country would have been like. But um, I'm sure, yeah, it's like anywhere there probably is a bit of an aging thing. But what the thing I did notice was, um, uh, you know, they've done the same in 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 Australia. I mean, it's um, you know, Indian drivers. That seems to be the that seems to be the way to to get around driver shortages just sign a sign some sort oh, of must same in same in Canada as well. Yeah. Yeah, well in mean, Canada, but that's another that's, story. That's, 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 exactly that's another story. <laughs> but that's um so just just to give a uh, mention then, like Nick Garlick uh, is out in he's in he's been out driving in, in New Zealand for a while. I didn't get to meet up with him. He's actually up in the North Island. But I think he was actually in in Australia at the time. But um mm-hmm. uh, it's just not that easy. You know you to go out there and, and it's the same with Australia and to go from the likes of Ireland or, or Great Britain or wherever out there, you need a, you need to get a company to sponsor you and then you're sort of tied to that company. So it's just it's just not that not that simple really. So I, I look I don't know why they don't they don't um they don't make it easier. That's 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 just how it is. But like I said, Indian Indian drivers. The big thing I did notice in New Zealand was um just how passionate people are about trucks and and just a, just a level of interest you know like they even have the boys have a magazine it's called little trucker magazine so it's just, you know it's it's for for children or you know the, the younger generation into truck into trucks <laughs> maybe early, you know into into teenagers and that and um like you go into a into a service station there and just the dis- distribution of the, of the magazines like you just see them everywhere and, and and it's great to see um lots of people out taking pictures of trucks and that so there's definitely a lot more of, of an acceptance of it over there, which 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 is great to see. Yeah, well, the trucks all look fantastic in the pictures. There's a, obviously you've, they run those um, like uh, B double outfits out there, and you can see. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through the the pictures here now. There's like private collections and stuff, but yeah, every truck from the modern European stuff to the more traditionally designed American things, everything looks like spotless. Yeah. Um, and the scenery looks the scenery looks amazing as well. You get some incredible skies over there. Yeah, so I was there for for their summertime. So it's it's you know it's, it, the seasons are are the opposite to here. So that's, I think now there are quite a number of you know younger generation lads and few girls now that that will go out to New Zealand and drive tractors when it's busy over there for the summertime. Miss the winter over here, and then um, there's actually a couple of Kiwis now coming back to. You know, Ireland are working for contractors over here during summertime here, which is wintertime down there. You know, so uh, you know it's uh, mm-hmm. great scenery, open roads. Um, just an interesting point that I not- noted there was, um, I think the speed limit for trucks is about ninety kilometers an hour. But I, I drove quite a few trucks, and I just to see what happened. You know, when when I put the foot down and what would happen once they hit ninety kilometers an hour. Most mm-hmm. of them, like a lot of them, went will do hundred k's an hour, or some of them were one hundred and five. So even though the limit is the limit is ninety, there seems to be it's it, it's not that the truck has to be oh it's just this dead set thing that they have to be limited. At. They have this leeway yeah. whereby yeah if you, if you want to overtake or get a run into a hill there you are you know. So I just thought it was it was just it was just great to be able to see that that you know compared to just how uh, how stringent trusting the drivers I oh you couldn't couldn't have that here no uh, <laughs> also they they don't have these. Um, you know, these convex convex mirrors over the up in the sun visor mm-hmm. don't don't have those um, drivers EPCs that they, they, like they don't exist they don't they don't exist in Australia either so I just see you you, you wrote a piece in in the latest magazine and um, you know which is which is fairly fairly balanced um, but I mean I'm yeah I, I completely completely against it. I think it's 
think it's uh, think it's an awful waste of time. Yeah, I mean, I've got to go. My CPC renews next year, and I, I you know, I you can go and do ADR. I always go and do ADR because if you get ADR, you got qualification and the bulk of your CPC hours. And I know that there's interesting courses out there, but it doesn't stop me at this point thinking, I cannot believe I've got to go and do 35 hours of training again. Ugh. I've got to go and do my medical next year because I'm 45 as well. Yeah. So, you know, so, but, but I mean, they'll say, oh, they're, they're, you know, for road safety. Well, well, how come, well, well they, they don't have them out there. And, and what's the difference? Uh, driving hours, I'm not 100, I'd have to, I didn't even look it up, but just talking to the guys. Um, so out there, they're on they're on paper logbooks. <laughs> I think they can drive roughly now. Could be wrong, open to the correction of this. Maybe you know whatever they could be allowed to do. For, just for argument's sake, about thirteen hours a day. You know. So the thing that strikes me is like you know here oh. whatever nine or ten. Oh, you go a couple of minutes. Oh, oh it's just you know serious infringement and oh you you know you you're a danger on the road and all. Okay, well. There's guys in other countries and they can drive, you know, they can drive th- 13, yeah. 16 hours and like, so who's saying that they're killing people? You know, so anyway, look, at, we don't, we won't yeah. get too, uh, <laughs> but, 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 yeah. but I'm just giving, a, know, just giving a, well, an example, big, yeah. Yeah, but it, it is, it's different kind of cultures. I mean, when I was at that Volvo Sweden thing, they were talking about, this is a general point about trucks, not just the Volvo, but the, the point is they want to make truck driving more attractive to drivers so they're giving them better things in the cab, making the cabs more spacious because you can get the XXL cabs now. The cabs are getting bigger and more comfortable. But on the other hand, there's more and more Big Brother stuff coming in. Now, from 2026, the truck is going to start watching you watching your head movements to decide whether or not you're tired. And I don't know how exactly that does that, but all trucks from 2026 will start doing that. And they're that well connected to everything that the trucks will be reporting back somewhere. It can report back to the, the guy, any harsh braking, harsh acceleration, all these things. And it's and from 2029, there's data logging. So I, d- I don't know, will it be like a black box recorder for an aeroplane or something? The details of it aren't clear, but it's like we're going to monitor you more and more and more. We will know everything that you're doing. And it's like, well, a lot of the times it just won't be monitored because people just aren't interested in it. But if something goes wrong, then potentially they could go back and look through that. A non-fault accident, they could look back and then say, oh, well, you know, the computer detected your head movement said that you were tired. I mean, it's, it did say that it would send the details back to the haulier. I think the haulier's going to phone you up and go, hello, um, you seem to be a little bit tired. Why don't you pull into a lay-by and have a nice sleep? Uh, the, the phone call's more likely to be, are you going to wake up, you bastard? <laughs> it's like, come on. So there's more and more Big Brother technology coming in to watch what you're doing and control the truck and all, and all that kind of stuff. So to be able to drive something, on, I mean, for drivers that have got that kind of personal responsibility for things, to go and be able to drive something that's got a limiter set over the legal speed limit so you only use it responsibly. Paper logbooks, you use it responsibly. It sounds like trucking utopia, that. It is, yeah. Um, so I went off, like I went off for a couple of days with, with Craig, and he he's got a next gen Scania, um, an R six twenty. So it's it's a rigid and drag um, bulker. He might even do something for you on team truck and driver at some stage. But um, so yeah, that's an R six twenty. So that's a Euro five, but it's a next gen yeah. because like um, Australia and New Zealand have still been Euro five right up to this point. Now they're only just starting to get some Euro sixes. That's right, yeah. Because Euro five is apparently clean. Whereas here, it's 
you know, filthy. Can't take it anywhere. So how do, um, that that'll have been a nice that'll have been a nice truck. Then they seem to use the R cab a lot more over there yeah. than they do the yeah. S, which is a more popular option for there us. There are um, there are S's as well, but um, just for you know, if you can see the height of the bulk bodies there. So what, what's quite a big thing out there now? Craig's one doesn't have it, but they have uh, what they call chippers with lift off sides in them. So I'll probably have a there'll be a, mm-hmm. a, if you maybe go to scroll down. There's um. Demountable sides, so you can go and put like a load of straw. You can put, bales look, yeah. On so I sent I sent you back. a picture down near the end. It's it's a silver uh, and blue Kenworth K two hundred. So it's got lift off sides. They're, they're they're nice light sides. So what you do is you do your load of bulk, and then you can just take the sides off, and the sides um just go up against the, the headboard. Uh, sometimes there's guys you'll see they have a trailer, and at the front part of the trailer. There's there's a space for the um for the sides you know where they they, they just kind of lay them down flat onto it and uh, it just gives them uh, fierce or great you know mm. versatility to, to be able to go and do different jobs but just something something different that uh, that you don't see here but Craig's one is just just a straight straight bulker um so you'll see how they have massive long uh, drawbars out there so I often wonder like is that for for tipping off or or yeah. what, why that why that is but no I, I was actually wrong about that. The reason they have that is that's all to do with um, axle spacing. So axle spacing is a whole different world out there. It's um, and it's I think a lot of it is to do with you know the likes of bridges and things like that. So you know the, obviously the whole weight of the uh, fifty-eight ton is, is not on on the bridge at one time. So axle spacing actually even in terms of you know spec spec in different trucks. That's why they, they quite like their uh, you know some trucks with with set forward front axles. Uh, the, the Freightliner Argosy were quite popular. Out there, um, especially guys doing doing livestock, they they like them, and they've only just stopped. Uh, they've stopped making them, I think, uh, last year. So they, they were a truck you would seen quite a lot in in New Zealand and mm-hmm. uh, and Australia. But so weights, there you're talking anywhere from you know fifty, fifty four, fifty eight seem to be a kind of a, um, a sort of a figure that a lot of guys seem to be running that. So Craig's truck is is running at fifty eight tons, but you need you're buying permits. Based on the weight, you can so you can also get. I think you can get a sixty-ton permit, but then you're paying more. So if you're running on a on a heavy <coughs> permit, you know you need to be probably making the, making the most of it. But anyway, I had a, I had a drive in the um in the in the six twenty loaded at fifty-eight tons, and um, my God, talk about hills out there! Like there are we don't have we don't even have there, there are no hills in Ireland in comparison. <laughs> and we're we're running around with seven seven seventies over here, and and you know so I I get into that truck and it actually. It felt, you know, when you feel like you've got a dead weight underneath you, mm-hmm. and the six twenty was that was it was. I mean, we were down to it one stage, you know, thirty five kilometers an hour up a hill, and I just said, "What?" One of Craig's previous trucks was. Uh, he said five thirty Isuzu. That's that's what the rest of the guys are doing it in, you know, or not the rest of us, but they have a couple of marks now. And but you know, that's you know, big horsepower. It's not a. It's not. It's not a. You know, it's not a given out there. You know, it's like yeah, luxury. Okay. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. So. It was just like I, I, I did. I drove it, and it felt, and not you know, it, it was obviously it's, it's a good pulling truck. It's a six twenty horsepower, but just the hill was so steep, and 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 the weight was so heavy that, you know, it really kind of made you think. It's like, geez, yeah, what what would this be like in a in you know in a four sixty Japanese truck? And but that's that's just you know driving real world driving. We went down um, we went down a hill, and we went down a hill called the Takaka Hill, which is near the the base of the company Craig's. You know, drives for and I think we were going down for maybe something like 15 kilometers something like that you know and a retarder just working all the time 
but kind of made me think as well, driving a truck without a retarder, just how much more d- difficult it would be. Yeah, you need, dr- drum brakes. Yeah, like you, you, you know, you got you get it done, but um, yeah, definitely having having the having the likes of the, the retarder and the and the big power. So then I went with um, went with a guy. Then I went with a uh, with Steve Richards. So he's he's got a, a six fifty. So he's got a rigid drag, six, an R650 doing, um, it's actually a manual one. And uh, he does Ray. it. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's got two, Steve, he's got two of those. Um, so they're refrigerated bodies, you know, with um, a door that's open, open out. Yeah, open up stunning the, looking outfit. Top class, yeah, really nice. Yeah, it looks, yeah. It looks, like, a, it looks like a very European um, truck. It looks like it could come from Ireland or the UK from the front, but then obviously you see down the side, it's an eight before because they love yeah. their eight-wheeler rigids. To pull another trailer. I mean, how long's a trailer? It looks pretty much like a traditional um, triaxolatic trailer with a dolly the, under it. Yeah, so. there are they are kind of getting getting longer all the time. But again, uh, unless you're doing the likes of what they call line haul, like if you're doing work between the North and South Island, where they like to be able to you know drop the trailer and, and send the trailer on a, on a ferry, that's where they like the the Arctic's. You know where you see, where you can drop you can just drop the trailer and. And and mm-hmm. send it on, but um, you'll see they've got like four axle Arctic trailers, but I think they're only up to you know a lot of those are you know only probably about fifty ton is probably the most you can do on an Arctic, whereas in rigid and drag you can go up to fifty eight or sixty ton. Excuse me, but um, no, went went for a run. What Steve went um went over to what's called the Arthur's Pass, so that was a run from Christ Christchurch over to Greymouth. So we were basically left Christchurch and uh, and, and went directly west again another. <laughs> another big, uh, another big kind of a sort of a mountain pass to go over. Gets um, they, they get snow there in the winter time. So Steve had uh, he was carrying chains on his truck, but uh, yeah, it was it was actually, it was, of course, like you just said, I was sitting in the passenger seat. Dougie had a had a great view, and uh, and just on the way down, it was spectacular scenery. On on the way down the other side, we actually caught up with a with a with a cattle truck there. So he was going obviously really steady. He had a lot of the cattle on going over to Greymouth, but uh, again, of course, he was he was in a six, you know, six twenty or or, or six fifty Scania, and um, it was it was quite a nice. That's that's just that run he does. He starts at probably about midday and and gets back late at night. So you know, I'm never really a fan of having to start at two or three in the morning. It's always a bit nicer if you can start later in the day and and go on later at night. But no, that was that was that was a really good run. You know, it was it was uh, it was great mm-hmm. to see that. Yeah. So then. Um, Got to see a couple of truck collections there. Some of those ones I showed you. Those there are some of those Kenworths and um, and other kind of a Mac collection. He had a bit of everything. Actually, he had. Um, I found the only four by two Magnum in New Zealand. Uh, that Renault Magnum looks like yeah. That, that, there's a picture of it I can see here. So this is it's an early one. So I'm going to assume that that's probably a V8. Oh well, yeah. This guy it, it would have to be a V8. Like that, you know, if you mention a Magnum there, and it's not V8. <laughs> Well, what's the point, you know? So, but that one there, yeah, you're, that's probably like a 90, 92 or ninety three. That one's actually on an English plate, so it was some racing team solutions racing in England, maybe. But um, he actually had bought a few more of them, bought another four Magnums in in France or, or Italy purely for the engines. The problem with V8 Max, of course, is trying to get the trying to get parts from. They don't make those engines anymore, so um, he he had bought some some Max or some magnums purely for the engines because he has v8 max as well and and I presume you can swap the engines but i think there were only there was only something like four magnums uh ever come into new zealand 
something along those lines and they were all you know six by fours it might be one still working the guys told me but just just to see uh see a four by two one was was quite cool and that one's that one's going for a restoration that guy is quite a big collection but a bit of everything a lot of a lot of max few kenworths um there was actually there was some foden's erf there as well yeah You're listening to the Trucking Driver Podcast brought to you by TomTom. The TomTom Go Navigation offers a specific set of truck features. You can set your cargo and truck dimensions for specific routes so you can drive confidently on suitable roads, making every journey efficient and reliable. Truck yeah. In terms of like the American brands of trucks, Kenworth seems to be the most popular over there. And they did use the cab overs as well as the conventionals. Now, is there, did he, did he, are these trucks used for like sort of heavier haulage operations, the old sort of bonneted outfits? Um, and are the, the cab overs kind of more comparable to the European spec of trucks? Like, cause it, it looks like they look so old fashioned compared to the Scania's and the Volvo's and things, <laughs> but obviously they're still. They, they must like them for a they must like them for a particular reason. I don't know if it's the simplicity or the fact that especially the conventional ones just look amazing, even though the technology dates back to and the design back to like the sixties. Well, they're 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 real trucks at the end of the day. The other trucks are not real; they're just figments of your imagination. That's not a real truck. That's where that, ah, the real that's a real truck. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's a good that's a good question. The um, look, I, I think you're just going to get guys who just they're not. Like if if you get into a European truck after being in in a, an American truck, they do seem a little bit boring. I'm not I just that's your that's kind of your first reaction. Obviously, comfort is 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 way more and 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 horsepower. Don't forget as well. I mean, the 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 biggest horsepower you can get, factory horsepower you can get in an American truck. Well, as far as a, a Cummins engine goes, will be will be about six hundred twenty horsepower. Yeah, that's because uh, I get yeah because it's the only real option is the Cummins engine. Yeah, exactly. Um, in terms of like you know because you need uh, in terms of a larger output engine, international are going to be taking on Scania's super thirteen liter. Um, that's coming into them, but in terms of like a big engine, yeah, Cummins has never gone above about six hundred horsepower, and Caterpillar pulled out the engine market many years ago. So um, unless you're doing Unless you've got something older that you've mucked about with, but then again, you'll be blowing black smoke and doing negligible miles to the gallon. Something to do that. came on was online the other day about you know oh, horsepower. You know the Americans are doing a thousand. They're not doing. They're, they might be tuning trucks to a thousand horsepower, but out of the factory, that's 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 as high as they go. So I'll tell you what they do get there is. Um, I sent you a picture. There's a blue and nice. Uh, I went. Uh, I went out in uh, Kenworth with a. With a, what they call a float or a low loader, you know. Yeah, with the Volvo excavator. Vol- Volvo excavator, yeah. So that that truck, that, that's yeah. actually an Australian import. That truck. Yeah, it's beautiful, like big bonneted Kenworth with a big silver. What would you call that? A rubber uh, there rather than a bull bar. No, a bull bar. You call you call that bull bar? Yeah. <laughs> so bar. it's good. Yeah, it's got the big twin intakes up the front of it, twin stacks up the back yeah, of so it. That- yeah, I mean, it looks incredible. It looks incredible. I take it that will be like an eighteen-speed road oh, ranger. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of. Well, I, did, I didn't see any cameras with Max in there. Put it like that. I'd say, yeah, <laughs> you know, if, you, if you're buying, uh, you see, here's the here's the next problem for guys over there now. If 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 you're a die a die-hard fan of manual gearboxes, well, 
you can't buy a European truck anymore. You know, it's and there are like that Scania I was out and was a manual. I told you that that blue and white um, six fifty refrigerator truck. So now if you if you want a if you want a manual, well, you're going to have to go for go for an American. I don't know what there is really in terms of Jap- Japanese, but yeah, Scania's completely pulled the manuals. Had to, because obviously you can't get one in Europe. But then it did occur to me. I was I don't know if they do them for like other worldwide markets. Like you might be able to get them for. Um, certain places aren't running at Euro Six E or whatever, but no, you can. So you can't get a you can't get a manual Scania in New Zealand either. It's yeah. Uh, the the Americans are the only show in town. You have some guys yet yeah, with heavy haulage with Kenworth, but then you'll also have Scanias doing heavy haulage. But you can more or less get a you can get it like there's there's guys running around with with um with Kenworths um bonneted Kenworths and and you know full length refrigerated trailers I think that those trailers could be well they're definitely over 45 foot they could be like 50 foot and they can just manage to get in you know with it's now it's not going to have the biggest uh cab but you know you you will get a, a Kenworth with a with a bonnet um out there doing now maybe not so much on a you know on a on a truck and trailer rigid and drag but there's um mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the model designation now is it a well, it could be wrong. There's a. If you look down the very bottom, there's a, a Kenworth T six ten SCR seems to be quite a quite a popular truck now. So mm-hmm. that was Jared Avery. He's got a he's got a new one there. Um, he does quite a lot of. Is that the silver one? one? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. I like the Avery Brothers. Yeah, it has actually got the color scheme of the GMC General from Smokey and the Bandit two. That well, silver with the two tone. I'm not sure that could be that could be uh, that. I think I think that's coincidental, but it just I, I noticed that I was like, yeah, that looks like that. But again, that yeah, it's a beautiful, it's a lovely, yeah, absolutely beautiful looking truck. Albeit, it looks like it could have been made forty but years ago. That's the, the, <laughs> the, that's, the latest, that's kind of that's an up. That's, that's the appeal. A, but, but that's actually a quite a quite a you know a modern. That's a brand new uh, truck. I had a drive in that, so it's actually got a wider. If you look, it's got a wider, got a wider yeah. cab. So this is what Kenworth are going to do now. They're going to trying to just make everything, just make make. One one sort of design, so that's actually you get into. Obviously, it's got a road ranger, um, it's got a the jaybird, lo- lovely truck inside, nice to nice to drive, and um, you just get, I suppose, you get that you know connect connectivity that you probably won't get so much out of out of um, European trucks. But um, J- Jared and his and his family have a have a business over on the on the west west coast of New Zealand there, and they're quite big into um, Detroit engines. Is that a that is a is a genius to do a lot of you know stone crushing and and um, that kind of thing uh, civil works but um, yeah, yeah they've got those stunning truck. really really yeah, really nice beautiful. yeah so it just just so happened that I didn't I didn't um, I was kind of getting pushed pushed for time and I, I didn't go to go and do a run with him but he was showing me pictures of what he does some some quite uh, kind of hairy maneuvers of, of machines up up into really big steep hills I think there was an old kind of there's a bit there used to be coal mining where they live but yeah it, it is a nice truck. Um, but the, the, yeah. the V series Detroit's they had a collection of those in the in the yard in in various trucks. They had a couple of trucks imported from America as well uh, with big big bonnets. Were you talking like two stroke Detroit's or sixty series? Both. You don't like V eight yeah. Detroit's, yeah. Or the old ones. Mm, so nice. his, his dad so served his time on them. So I think <laughs> they um any any of them that, that they can that they can buy up, they'll. Uh, Best sounding truck ever, eh? Two yeah, well, it's actually an interesting one. Um, I was over with another guy then uh, in in a just earlier that morning. I called in, and he was doing up a Bedford TM oh. with uh with it with it, with one of those Detroit engines. Oh, fantastic! Ooh. So I presume it came out. Of the, it it would have came out of the factory like that. So yeah, that was 
that was kind of uh, just just something kind of completely different. They had a they had a fleet of of uh, of Iveco trucks, but he was um, he just said he wanted he wanted something different, and uh, yeah, that was that was what he what he was going for. I'm just trying to see if I can you know, find the find a picture of that and, uh, and and send it on. But yeah, I just kind of got. I did did so much out there and and call around to see so many guys. Mm. It was um, it was just just nice to see, see something. Yeah, yeah. tell you what's interesting as well. Looking at these pictures, that there are a lot of older trucks, like sort of nineties era ones that seem to be still at work. You've got like the there's a picture of P cab Scania tankers with some sort of equipment on it. We've even got a Seddon Atkinson with the Iveco cab on it, um, and then we've got like an old bonneted Volvo. Uh, as well, like an old tipper. Uh, well, a group so of that guys, was an N, I think that was an N, N, tw- N ten twenty three. So it seems that the, they're still able to keep older trucks running for a long time. I guess a lot of it might be related to farms. Yeah, exactly. That 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 was a farm truck. But I mean, where would you see? Uh, where, where would you see like a Volvo N and you know N ten like the old or even even like a flat top F ten still still working now? Yeah, you know? yeah, of course. Uh, there's a Big variety of older trucks, but I guess the enormous farms out there, and these these might be trucks that are only used like seasonally. I'm just guessing here. Yeah, uh, so no, they're you're, just, you're, you're, just you're right forever, there, yeah. and of course they'll want to keep those trucks because there's no electronics in them, there's no finicky injectors or high pressure pumps and all these kind of things on them. They can just leave them sitting for a few months, get in them, and start. What is the what are those what, exactly? What is the equipment on the Scania's? It seems like there's a big pump with some hoses on them, uh, like big long hoses on those like. Oh yeah, so, so that was just another 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 random um, another another random. You know, I was down in so down in Invercargill, right down in in the very bottom of the uh, of of the South Island, and um, we just we just went for uh, Phil Collinson there from Eden Hall. He's got got a nice fleet of trucks. All well, apart from these few dafts, the rest are kind of Kenworths and and more of the kind of US based stuff. But you'll see them there, kind of green, lovely mm-hmm. cut, uh, cream cabs and green corns. But he just kind of took me for a drive around, and he knew exactly what mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> what, I was, what I was interested in seeing. And we just drove into a yard, and there was a couple of uh, day cab P. I think they were are they one thirteens or one twelves or something. I can't remember. I'd have to look. At they the they don't have badges but, uh, on took, the front of them. It doesn't tell you what it is. It's blacked out. It looks to me. Like they're looking by what I can see from the top of the dash in the pictures, they're actually two series because it's got the big square, yeah, like rectangular top to the dash. So they'll be a they'll be a fair age, and of course they're hooked up the double drive hooked up to tankers. So they were uh, they were fuel trucks, fuel supply trucks for for the airport for in um, ah. them was in in Invercargill, but they had actually very very like really really low mileage, no mileage at all. And and they were for sale, so you can see they had a really they had a long chassis, and then they had you know all the the hose equipment um, just on the on on the back of the cab. Yeah. But they had a really funny system system whereby the trailer it, it was like a fixed uh, you couldn't actually unhook the trailer from the tractor unit, and it, whatever sort of a ball race system they had the pipe you know for the fuel to come from the tank to be pumped onto wherever it was on it was going onto the onto the uh, onto the planes it actually came down through where the kingpin would be ah. on your fifth That's wheel nuts, yeah because yeah. look the length yeah. of that chassis that would be like a concrete mixer or a tipper in the uk <laughs> pretty much yeah the longest yeah anybody who's exactly. interested in seeing uh, these pictures 
you'll be seeing a, a big selection of them in the magazine in the coming months, and we might stick some up on the Trucking Drivers Instagram as well, get you a little preview of things as well, because, yeah, what an incredible yeah, variety of trucks out there. I'll just send you just a, a couple just uh, that I had um, uh, just kind of, Quickly before we oh, yeah. before we get on, oh yeah, but, uh, that's, that's an yeah, interesting there's, thing. There's, that. what's, there's, what's this we're looking at here? That's a, well, it's an Iveco Eurotech cab. Uh, <laughs> it looks like they're going. Is that is that yeah. the Bedford? I could recognise the bottom of that door, but the door's missing. But that looks like a Bedford TM to me. So, so that's the Bedford TM. That's that's getting the um, the with, with the Detroit engine in it. <laughs> Been, been, been restored. Fantastic, yeah. So that was kind of, you know, that was, yeah. There's, there's, there's probably there's, there's more stuff uh, about about New Zealand, but we could we could go on for ages about it. Just, just a great, great variety of trucks out there. Like you said, European, American, Japanese. You're going to get your people who like um, who like a bit of bit of both. Yeah, yeah. a bit of everything. Yeah, it's so it's so interesting the the, the rich variety of stuff. Um, because, like, in the UK, we've lost, well, I guess in Ireland, we've lost a lot of the variety of trucks because of these bloody ULIS zones. Uh, people aren't able to run sort of diverse stuff anymore. I was at a guy, yes, a chap yesterday in London. I was in Enfield in London. I actually did a, a lap of the M25 because I came out of Sutton, went round um, clockwise, and it took me back out anti-clockwise over the Dartford Crossing. And it just that was over 120 miles doing like a lap of um, London, but they've, yeah, the company, I was seeing Ryan O'Donovan, which is a fantastic name, sounds like a movie star named that, and he's got a Scania 164, which he had completely restored, absolutely mint thing to pull his low loader, then Ulyse came in, can't use it anymore, he's had to go and get an S-series, and of course that truck would be doing low mileage, so that's unfortunate, so we've we've lost a lot of uh, variety off the roads because there's such a push to go and use new stuff and, and New Zealand you, you can see stuff from the 90s the, the 2000s all the way through there's a mix and of course they've got stuff that we simply do not a whole range of stuff that we simply do not have here it's like you know trucker heaven really <laughs> and the weather looks better yeah, as well yeah and and weather was good now they do they do get um you know, winter's right down the, in the bottom of South Island. I think they can get a bit of snow down there as well. But, I, you know, I was there for there for for the good part of, of it anyway. So, um, it's, yeah, I've been saying it for a while. Maybe somewhere I'll, I'll maybe go back and just do a little bit of driving, driving at some stage. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, what's, the score with, what's the score with being able to drive in New Zealand then? I guess because you've got an Australian licence, that gives you some sort of um, privileges to drive in New Zealand? Yeah, I, I think the licence will... License, Australian license to do there. The big thing, as I said, is just to just to get your work your work permit or work visa. So, well, I guess one of the Australian passport, uh, it'll be able to work there. Yeah, I guess if you wanted to go there and work, one of the best things you could do would be to go and make some contacts and then fly out and go and meet some people in person, which is what you did in Australia initially, wasn't it? You went out and spoke to people face to face and said, you know, I want to do this. So, if you need to be sponsored, because if you need to be sponsored, yeah. you need to know that the company that's sponsoring you is a good company, and you don't want to be locked into somebody who's not good to work for, and you've got a horrible job, and you're now thousands of miles away from home and spent a fortune getting out there. So, yeah, it, it is. It is quite a long. It is quite a long journey um, mm-hmm. to go to New Zealand. All right, that's probably one of the one of the drawbacks. So, um, yeah, you'd want to want to have your kind of 
homework done, I suppose, before you before you go out there. Yeah, it does look kind of, you know, it, it looks quite inspira- inspirational, though, all those pictures with the, with the rolling hills and the landscapes and the roads, you know, roads are completely choked with traffic. I mean, yeah, th- th- these are fantastic ad- adventures that you've been on. So w- what's your plan now you're back in Ireland? Are you going to do some driving for the local companies for a bit? Are you going to have a uh, little rest? What are you getting up to? Bit of, bit of a rest. Um, just catch up with, spend a bit of time with family and friends and uh, I head back to Australia. I'm not sure. I'll probably do a little bit of driving here. I haven't really, I don't want to, um, you know, spend spend all of my time here away in a truck on the continent as as much as, as I would enjoy it you know I want yeah. to spend a bit of time here with people because when I go again I'll be gone for gone for a fair while so um yeah that's that's it I've only literally literally got back at, at the weekend so um just a few articles to write and a bit of uh, computer work to do so I actually have, have, have done so much over the last you know five weeks I've been traveling for five weeks I have a have a fair bit of stuff to write about there as well so Good at that, and um, it's actually lo- lovely morning here now. Hopefully, we might get a little bit of snow. It's the sun is sun is shining in in the window here. It was um, it froze last night, bit of frost on the windscreen, so that's great to see. Yesterday was uh, probably one of the worst days I've seen ever. You know, when you get that low low band of grey cloud just hanging over you all day. But uh, no, lovely lo- lovely day today. Well, yeah. It's just been relentless storms. Pretty much, we've had a lot of wind at the start of the year and everyone. Hopefully, we're kind of on the up and getting past all that now. But what we'll do in yeah. the next episode, um, we'll do this. We, we haven't even touched on your adventures in Chile yet as to why, uh, how you ended up out there. Um, really interesting <laughs> looking country in yeah. terms of trucks and everything. A whole lot of stuff that nobody will have ever seen before. I'm pretty confident of that. Again, a phenomenal sort of mix of stuff that you've been to see there. So next podcast, part two of this, we will go and chat about your adventures in Chile. How about that? Yeah, sounds good. Not a problem. Cheers, Paul. Wonderful to catch up with you again. Thank you for tuning in to the Trucking Driver podcast, proudly sponsored by TomTom. As a special thanks to our listeners for trucking through the holiday season, we're giving away one month free of TomTom Go Navigation Truck. Simply download the Go Navigation app and use the code TRUCKYEAH. That's T-R-U-C-K-Y-E-A-H when subscribing. Safe travels, folks.